0: The Iowa Hawkeyes have found their new starting quarterback. Former Michigan signal caller Cade McNamara has made his commitment to the Iowa Hawkeyes. We'll break it down and talk about what it means for the future of Iowa football. We also know that he's going to need a little bit of help. Keegan Johnson announces today that he has entered the transfer portal. He is gone. Wide receivers rumored also leaving with them. But Iowa, they are staying busy. We'll talk about that and some potential new faces with the Iowa offense. And we'll talk a little wrestling and women's basketball as we get ready for the Iowa-Iowa State Duel on Sunday. The Iowa women take their third loss of the year. It's a busy one. It's a happy one. It's the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Our Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back once again to the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. I'm Trent Condon. Thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day available wherever you get podcasts. Apple. Google, Stitcher, you name it, we are there, and you can also find us on YouTube, and just hit that subscribe button while you're there, or leave us a five-star rating on the podcast side of things, helps us get in front of more Hawkeye fans, as we talk today about the big news that we have talked about now for a couple of weeks here on Lockdown Hawkeyes, and that is The possibility of Caden McNamara becoming an Iowa Hawkeye, and he is. The commitment becomes official tonight. Uh, It's first reported by David Eichelt of 24-7 Sports. Him, along with nationally, Pete Thamel uh, broke the news Uh, a little bit later on. We saw an announcement from Caden McNamara himself as he put it up on Twitter. New beginnings, and that is what it is for him, as he will be the Hawkeye signal caller next season. So we start right there. And before we get into the weeds and we kind of expand on and talk big picture stuff about this, first of all, Iowa's ability to pull in a quarterback of this stature. Many people believe one of the top signal callers that people are going to be looking at across the country. Iowa was the front runner. This has been out there for quite a while. Uh, There's some speculation that Notre Dame was reaching out Alabama, a couple other programs of that stature. Had reached out to Cade McNamara, but his decision pretty early on, Iowa had sold him what they were going to do and what they're going to do with the future of the offensive position, what they're going to do offensively to evolve and change, and also the Iowa Swarm. The NIL Collective was also a huge, huge part of this. It is the new reality of college athletics. In order to get a guy like Cade McNamara, in order to go out and be an impactful transfer and get those kind of guys, you got to pay and that's the reality of what we're going through right now. We've talked about that also with Caden Proctor and what's happening with him, the five-star. That sounds like everything is going in a positive direction. We've heard that. We've talked about that. Even with the trip to Oregon, something that hit the Iowa coaching staff by surprise, it is still looking very good on that front. Tom Caker of Hawkeye Report has mentioned that a couple of times on his message boards and his podcast. So a lot of positives certainly going on right now on that side and a big part of that is this collective iowaswarm.com it's where you can go i saw today uh this evening they gotten over a hundred signups uh today that are joining the collective and it's helping give money to these student athletes to give guys and and have iowa compete You want to get a Cade McNamara? You want a Caden Proctor? You want a couple of wide receivers now looking big picture at it? You're going to have to put that money in. That is the reality of the situation, and that's where we are right now. We'll get into that more a little bit deeper, but back to McNamara and what it is. And one of the best parts that I have seen here throughout this evening, following message boards, following social media, Twitter, Instagram, is the outpouring of support you're seeing, first of all, From Michigan fans. We saw this earlier today. Keegan Johnson departs. And what a weird, crazy story this has been for basically the last calendar year. And going back to the bowl game and his decision not to play in that football game. The offseason. Spring football. Not going through that. August camp. Not out there. On and on and on. Leading into the season. Not playing against South Dakota State. Not playing against Iowa State. Going out there. Maybe the worst possible game for him to play if he was dealing with a big-time injury. And that was, of course, the Nevada game with the long delay in there. So he had all that happening. He comes back, plays one final time against Nebraska, and now he departs. And though there was plenty of sour grapes, you'd expect that with that kind of transfer. Well, Now you have a quarterback in Cade McNamara that you could argue saved Jim Harbaugh's job. We've talked about it here before. In 2020, that Michigan team was spiraling. And if they would have played their last couple of games of the season, including the scheduled game against Iowa, where I think Iowa would have blown them out, I mean, beat them by 30, 40 points. That's how good Iowa was playing and how bad Michigan was at that point in time. I don't know if Jim Harbaugh could have survived or if they would have played the game at the end of the season, that they didn't in 2020. Ohio State-Michigan, remember, that game was canceled that season because Michigan had too many opt-outs. I don't know if Harbaugh is the coach. But then the following season, last year, 2021, McNamara gets the job. And he goes out there very confidently, leading his team up and down the field. Very consistent, 64% passer throughout the season. 15 touchdowns against six interceptions. He was exactly what they needed. But not only that, not only was he accurate, not only the deep ball that he can throw, and that is one of the strengths of his game. Though he doesn't have the strongest arm, he's a very accurate down-the-field passer. And Boy, would that be something fun to see. When's the last time Iowa has had a quarterback that can hit shots down the field? Nate Stanley. Love him for what he did at Iowa. Certainly not one of his strengths. What we've seen our last three years with Spencer Petras, not many strengths to talk about in general, and certainly shots down the field are not one of them. How far back are we going to have to go? a Stansy. He could make some plays down the field, but wasn't a huge, huge part of it. That is something that McNamara can do. He also can move around a little bit. He's not a great athlete. We're not talking about a guy that runs around and is going to be making plays and, and diagramming runs and those kind of things, but he can move around a little bit. And most importantly, he has pocket presence. And that's something that has been sorely lacking at the Iowa quarterback position for an incredibly long time. Going back to Ricky Stansy, CJ Beathard loved the dude. His pocket presence was brutal. And there were so many times that he'd run into sacks or, or just wouldn't feel the pressure at the right time. And it's continued now over the last decade. I really think Stansy is the last guy that just had that innate ability as a quarterback to be able to move. Cade McNamara, he has that ability as well. He's a guy that can move in the pocket, that understands how to slide, how to step, where to go, feeling that pressure. It's something that is incredibly difficult to teach. You just have to have it, it feels like. And he certainly has that. This is exciting. I mean, this is big time here. This is a quarterback that other big programs wanted. And Iowa and Kirk Ferentz was able to sell him on the chance to play right away, have two years to come in, be the starter, and they're also going to evolve with him, That has to be a part of the message. I don't believe that Cade McNamara comes here if Iowa and Kirk Ferrets was not able to deliver a strong message that we're going to change, that we're going to be better. We're going to be different than what we've been in the past offensively. I'm not talking wholesale changes. Look at Michigan. That is a power-based team. It is based on what they do in the running game. You can still be physical without being what we've seen out of this Iowa team the last couple of years offensively. Certainly a lot of excitement there, but he can't do it alone. Look, if he's out there throwing to a couple of walk-on wide receivers, it's going to be big-time trouble. We mentioned Keegan Johnson, his announcement that he is transferring. There's rumors that there's going to be more wide receivers that have done it. We talked about Arlen Bruce yesterday on the podcast, a strong possibility he very well could be joining him in the transfer portal. There's some rumblings about maybe even Deontay Vines, but the good news is I was still shopping out there. We'll talk about some of those candidates when we continue here. We'll talk about who Cade McNamara might be throwing to next year in a Hawkeye jersey. And I'll tell you, that picture that he popped, oh, he looks good in the black and gold. That's all as we continue here on Locked on Hawkeyes. Bet online—it's your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there: football, basketball, soccer, esports—you name it, they got it all at Bet Online. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those also at Bet Online. Always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today, or just hop on your phone—you'll learn more there. Bet Online where the game starts. Tomorrow, LaShawn Daniels, he'll be back with us on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. We will get, make our picks for Championship Saturday. Looking forward to that. And always a fun conversation with LaShawn. Uh, one final look back at what went wrong in the season finale in the loss to Nebraska, but so much excitement, so much to talk about, and, and just so pumped up about this. I understand that there needs to be more. This is not a great elixir, and and the question still remains, well, who's going to be the guy running the offense. Who's going to be coordinating things? Is it going to be Brian Ferentz? And as I've told you here throughout the last couple of weeks until I see it, it's hard for me to believe that there is going to be a change just because of the difficult nature of firing your son. I mean, that's where we are at this point in time, but this gets me excited. This gives me hope that there is going to be something more positive brewing and we are going to see some kind of evolution offensively out of this group. And, And moving into where we are today. But you need weapons, right? And I think they have one in Caleb Johnson. We've talked about this going back all the way to the beginning of the season. Caleb Johnson is, I believe, the truest game breaker that they have offensively. And, and that was something that we saw right away early in the season speaking uh, as we did earlier about the nevada game you saw those two long touchdown runs and then some of the uh, statistical natures that came out and measured the speed that he was running at you saw it in the nebraska game on black friday he's got breakaway speed he is a different kind of running back than maybe i was had in quite a while also you look recently at some of the better running backs that i was had akram wadley jitterbug incredibly quick in the pocket he can make plays he can make people miss in space he was incredibly good but not the biggest back out there same thing with tyler goodson and not the most durable guy and also a guy that get hit behind the line of scrimmage a lot not always making those right reads Uh, our boy LaShawn, right leshawn not breakaway speed in comparison to some of those other guys that we're talking about all good running backs caleb johnson though he looks to be the full package and if that's what your starting piece is you got a sophomore running back coming in you feel like you're in really good shape. You need offense alignment. We'll get into that here in just a little bit, but you also need wide receivers. If, if this offense is going to take a step forward this year, you got to have guys helping out wide. And that leads to a couple of the names that are out there uh, right now. These have been talked about on a couple of different spaces. You see them uh, talked about on Twitter, on social media. You also see it happening on the message boards at 24-7 with David Eicholt and Sean Bach over there. Tom Caker, Blair Sanderson uh, over at their website, HawkeyeReport.com. Those guys do a great job with things. So just passing along a few of the names that are out there right now. You've also seen... Iowa coaches also following some of these uh, people on social media so that also kind of helps out in some of the names so the first one uh that that we're going to talk about is maybe the most exciting and it's just because of oh, where he's been playing football here recently and that is Trayshawn Holden Trayshawn Holden a guy that bounced around a little bit uh in high school and was a Florida kid four-star good receiver six three one ninety five, 195 and not only that you no, know, a lot of times you'll hear, well, okay, yes, he went to Alabama, but it didn't work for whatever reason. You kind of you lose a little bit of the luster, right? And you you don't get maybe as excited as you initially would. Well, this guy's played. You know, th- this is a guy that has been out there and has played the last couple of seasons, and that's where my excitement certainly builds for it. Now, this is a guy that has been out there the last couple of seasons. I, I think uh, statistically, taking a look at his numbers here as I pull him back up. Uh, from the last couple of years, he's put stats up. He had six touchdown receiving this year. He's going to be entering the portal, big receiver, and apparently, at least some of the rumblings out there are that there is some kind of connection with him and Cade McNamara. Maybe they played in an All Star event together. Not exactly sure what it is. I mean, a Florida guy and a Nevada guy—you wouldn't anticipate a whole lot of connection. One went to Michigan; the other one went to Alabama. Also, Cade McNamara, by the way, also was committed to Notre Dame before he flipped his commitment to Michigan. I mean, just another one that Iowa fishing in some different waters here. But that's the most exciting name at the forefront of things is Trayshawn Bolden, possibility of getting him in the mix. Treshawn Holden, boy, 6'3", 195 with some speed. That, that gets you excited, no doubt about it. A couple other names uh, to throw out there right now in the receiving ranks that are possibilities. Uh, one, Western Michigan transfer, Kerry Cromes, and another guy from Charleston Southern, another big receiver in Seth Anderson. So a couple of coaches are following both of those guys and a couple to keep your eye on. And one that uh, also appears to be, I don't want to say imminent at this point in time, but a lot of buzz happening right now, a guy that plays at a 2 school. And you might oh, roll your eyes. Oh, here we go again. Well, remember the last D2 transfer that they got worked out pretty well. It was on the defensive side of the football. But Zach Van Vulkenberg turned out to be a pretty good player and ended up in an NFL training camp. So they got a pretty good one there. In fact, from the same school out at Hillsdale, a D2 school. This is a wide receiver, though, six foot four 210. His name is Isaac Tesla. And uh, this young man put up some big numbers a season ago, 68 catches. 1,325 yards, 13 touchdowns. Again, doing it at the D2 level. But, again, Iowa needs help. One thing that noticed, uh, noticed, low, looking at some of these targets, not all of them, but a few of these, looking at bigger receivers. I, I think that's something... Can you read into that? What they're looking for kind of going forward, what that does with McNamara, maybe the kind of receiver that he likes to throw to You know, Michigan throughout time feels like they always got that six, three, six, four wide receiver over there making plays. And maybe that's a part of it too. And the kind of targets that he's looking for, but just something to keep an eye on. These are just names. It's still early on, but Iowa is involved. And back to what we started with today in order to be involved you got to spend. Look, I, this is not a pain to endorsement anything like that. But Hawkeye Swarm, iwaswarm.com is where you go. These are the guys that are making these NIL connections happen. These are the people that are both connecting businesses that want to have these student athletes advertise with them, be a car dealership. They're going to sit up there and do the TV commercial. You're going to do a radio ad. You're going to do a, a meet and greet assigning, those kind of things. That is what they do. They set those things up. There's also another component where there is also the giving back to the community, Computed, community-based activities that they do, involved with the community, helping out in Iowa City, Eastern Iowa, across the state. That is another component that Iowa Swarm puts together, and then they compensate them for it. Money is what drives this. You might not like it, but it's new reality. And if you want Iowa to be able to compete and compete at a high level, and we look what's happening now, Wisconsin. I think they got better with Luke Fickle. Certainly think Nebraska got a ton better with Matt Rule. That's what you're dealing with. Phil Fleck, he's a nerd, but he's not going anywhere, right? He still got that up in Minnesota. Still dealing with Brom at Purdue. Illinois, Bielema, what he continues to build over there. That's not getting any easier in the division, at least in its final season next year. Oh, and by the way, waiting in the wings is USC, who plays for a spot in the college football playoff tonight, uh, tomorrow night. On top of it, you also have, yes, UCLA. So that's all coming. Michigan's not going anywhere. Ohio State's not going anywhere. Penn State's not going anywhere. Sparty, maybe they'll have a bounce back after a disappointing year two under Mel, Mel Park uh, Tucker. On and on and on. This is the Big Ten that you're dealing with. And to get that championship game after next season, after the final year of the Big Ten West, to do it, you got to beat the big boys. You got to be in that top two. This is the reality that we have to live in. Iwaswarm.com. Go there. You don't have to give a ton either. That's the other part. And sometimes people hear you're giving you're giving to this fund in order to help out student athletes, in order to uh, put money in their coffers. And you think of oh, the big donors, right? You're thinking about the guys that are out there, and they're doing $100 handshakes nonstop, and they're giving cars, and they're doing all kinds of things like that. No, that's not what it is. I, I think there's a donation level around the 200 200- Uh, a year mark something like that you can do it in monthly installments i mean they set it up incredibly easy they're doing a great job it's people that care and people that care about keeping hawkeye athletics at the forefront hawkeye football and basketball keeping things going and being able to go out and get a cade mcnamara to get a caden proctor It is where we are here today. With that, we'll continue in a moment. As good as it was on the football front later in the day, there were some frustrations earlier in the day with the Keegan Johnson news. There's a whole lot more going on. We, of course, have the men's basketball team getting ready for their matchup next Tuesday against Duke. We broke things down against Georgia Tech. What needs to get better? There's still a lot that they're going to pull off the upset against the Dukies coming up on Tuesday night. Then the quick turnaround with Iowa State on Thursday, and then Wisconsin a week from Sunday. That's what's still in front of the men's basketball team. Before that Iowa State men's game, though, there will be a women's game played the day before. The Iowa women, Fall again, already their third loss of the season as they fall to 5-3. and Now, none of these are bad losses at this point in time. Tonight, NC State came in ranked number 12. In fact, NC State was favored in this game by the bookmakers coming in. They were a a 2.5-point favorite, as uh, if you follow along with us on Twitter... That's what you saw also as we tweeted that one out. So something to keep an eye on, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that, what we saw in the game and and what can happen with this Iowa women's team. A disappointing start to the season, plus a huge wrestling duel coming up on Sunday. Maybe some nervous moments for the first time in quite a while. Feels like maybe Iowa State's got a chance against our Hawkeyes. We'll talk about that as we come back. This is Locked on Hawkeyes. Trent, kind of back with you one final time on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for joining us here today. Always fun talking Hawkeye football. And when we got good news with that, makes it a whole lot better. Not a whole lot better tonight in Iowa women's basketball as they fall to NC State. It was Caitlin Clark hitting shots from all over the place. Another one from the logo, the excitement of that. She goes off for 45, but... Boy, as we've seen a lot of times throughout her career, these performances, when she has her best performances, unfortunately for Iowa, they turn into losses. In fact, Caitlin talked about that after the game. And when they have these kind of games, they have not gone their way. 94-81 is the final is Iowa Falls. And it was another one of those games where they just couldn't get stops. And this has been the bugaboo against elite competition. You know, over the weekend against UConn, there were stretches that was as good of a defensive effort I've seen from an Iowa women's team against a good opponent, maybe in the Bluter era, but it kind of fell off and tapered off in the second half. And you saw some of the bad habits continue on. And then the same thing happened once again against NC State. Now credit to NC State. I walked away incredibly impressed. Diamond Johnson, she was outstanding for them. But the other part was Caitlin didn't get a whole lot of help. Yeah, she put up her 45 and did it pretty efficiently, right? 16 of 28 from the floor, 5 of 13 from downtown. But where was the help? Just not a whole lot there. Gabby Marshall didn't score. Five points from Zano. Uh Martin hit one three. They kind of got him back within, I think it was six maybe at the time, seven, something like that. But she just finished with seven, just seven points off the bench. I need more. She needs a whole lot more help if they're going to be able to take that next step. Goose egg out of Gabby Marshall, out of Davis, the transfer from Central Michigan. So one of those nights where you're left saying, Is this just another kind of standard women's basketball year for Bluters bunch? And that's not an awful thing, not to make it such a negative or anything like that. That's not what I'm looking at, not what I'm saying at this point in time. But to get over the hump, right, to be better than a team that can win a couple of games in the tournament, which is great. I mean, that's not to disparage that at all, because there are. Hundreds of programs across the country that would kill to be in the spot that Iowa is in. But you want to see a little bit more. Here's Lisa Bluter after the game. I'm disappointed in our effort today. I'm very disgusted with our defensive effort. We've got to go back to work tomorrow. We've got to get back to the basic skills of basketball. Why can't we pass it to the post? When the defense is on our back, it's maddening. Those are some quotes here today from Lisa Bluter after the loss. She's disappointed. I know Hawkeye fans are disappointed in that one. Third loss, but, boy, a win next week in the Hawk game, uh, that would go a long, long ways to making things right. They got Wisconsin, though, before that in a Big Ten opener that'll be played over the weekend. Finally, we wrap up here with Iowa, Iowa State Wrestling. Big duel on Sunday and some questions. So, first of all, I mentioned the betting line for women's basketball that's been readily available and more available here the last couple of years, you know, for years and years, it wouldn't be until the NCAA tournament that you'd be able to get any betting lines as so somebody that has been a long time gambler. And thanks to bet online throughout the years, a place that I've stopped certainly in the past, you know, those lines were something you couldn't find and now they're more readily available. And as I've watched more and more women's basketball watch not just Iowa women's games, we get to know the big 10 a little bit better and the big 12 and the MVC. here on the local front. It's something that I think there is a possible advantage in. And when you're trying to break through that 52.4%, that's the way you got to be better than to be making money. You're looking for any advantage that you have. And I think there's advantages to be had in women's basketball. Well, there's also advantages I believe in college wrestling. And another thing that has been a rarity to be able to find sports books before it was legalized here in the state of Iowa, you're searching offshore, you're trying to find places, every once in a while it would be a place, are you going to get paid? You weren't exactly sure, but you could find it from time to time. Well, here now in the state of Iowa, Circa, Circus Sports, they have been putting out point spreads for a ton of wrestling meets. They had them a couple of weeks ago when Iowa was up in New York for those meets. They've had duels not even involving Iowa, but teams from around the country. I think they had, what was it, Wisconsin over the weekend? Uh, Maybe it was Virginia Tech, something like that. I mean, they've had a bunch of them uh, throughout the weeks, and they're going to have, they said, on Saturday. I talked to the bookmaker Jeffrey Benson out there. He said they will have a line on Saturday out for the Sunday duel with Iowa and Iowa State. What is crazy is going into it, we still don't know the availability of Spencer Lee. Trying to read... Tom Brand's comments and listen to his press conference earlier in the week. I mean, we know Brand's, right? And, and you're just not exactly sure. He can talk in circles. He can take you down tangents that so you never thought you'd be. That's the fun of listening to Tom Brands. But when you're trying to get information, when you're trying to get something a little more tangible, and you're going to put some hard-earned money on it, if you're somebody like me, just a couple bucks, whatever it is, or a little bit more, that could be a little bit more difficult. Uh, talk to a contact today and just very simply asked the question that knows wrestling incredibly well, knows the Iowa wrestling program at a high level. I said, what is the possibility that Spencer Lee is going to wrestle here? And initially, I anticipated it was going to be maybe more in the doubtful, at best questionable, if we're using kind of the designations that you hear from, say, the NFL, right? You're putting that probable, questionable, doubtful tag out there. I thought it'd be probably more on the doubtful questionable side of things less than 50 percent. i was told 50 50 and maybe even a lean towards him wrestling how different this duel is going to be if spencer lee is out there because without him and if real woods is not able to go the transfer from stanford those two guys aren't out there i think you'd make iowa state probably the favorite In this matchup, which is crazy as Iowa has ripped off what 17 consecutive duels, the Dan Gable traveling trophy that was implemented over a decade ago has never traveled anywhere outside of Iowa City outside of when they're on the team bus going there or coming back. It has never been in possession of Iowa State. But looking at the matchups, looking at the way that it is, I was probable lineup that they put out in their game notes. It was Aiden Harris at 125, Cullen Shriver at 33. They did have an either-or at 41 with Real Woods and Drew Bennett, uh, Max Miran, of course at 49, Kobe Siebrick. Or Caleb Ratchie at 157, Patrick Kennedy at 65. Nelson Brands was listed at 174. Abusad at 84. Jacob Warner and, of course, Cassiope are rounding out the lineup. So that's the way that it was. But just looking at how different this one is, I was stayed at 25. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry about that. Struggling. Got something caught in the throat. As I talked about earlier in the week, yeah. Dealing with a little bit of a cold. So, all right, we're, we're battling out of here. But at 25, so Iowa State, uh, you know, they got a pretty good guy. Ranked to the top 15 uh, nationally in pretty much all the publications out there. Maybe even a top 10 kid. You'd anticipate, if it is, Harris out there for Iowa in that spot. Iowa State's going to get a win, maybe a major. I mean, even a possibility of a pin. Spencer Lee, even coming in rusty. If he's out there, he's going to be ready to go, right? That is, at minimum, a six-point swing. But a win for Iowa State versus a win for Iowa. You're talking major. You're talking pin. I mean, eight-point swing, 12-point swing from one pin to the other. I mean, it's just huge. And and that's what it's crazy thinking about. We don't know if Lee's going to go that they're going to point, to point spread out this at Circa. I mean, just absolutely wild there. Going to be fun, and uh, I'm looking forward to that one. That will be on BTN. Well, that'll do it for today. A little preview of wrestling, some women's basketball talk, but most importantly, we got our guy, Cade McNamara, is an Iowa Hawkeye. Boy, what a great time. The positivity that you hear from Michigan fans, from people involved in the program, it is just so great. I need to get some water. And thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today. For the games that matter the most the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and the insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. We'll be back with you tomorrow. As LaShawn Daniels will join us. A lot of Hawkeye football talk in that one. We'll get ready for the sports weekend as well. Make our picks presented by Bet Online. Thanks for joining us and go, Hawks.